Reality Podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar. And this week, I have a really great interview with Tinley Dorje, Tinley Dorje, also known as Dehiscence on Twitter and as her digital art name, I guess you could say. Um, she's got some really amazing stuff. She's doing uh, amazing work with AI generated art and, uh, you know, AI, we talk about her process. It's really pretty fascinating and I'm really, uh, interested in it. Really cool, dark art too. And, uh, so we had an excellent interview and that's coming up. Um, what's been going on with me is I just recorded this, but then I realized I forgot to read off the patrons and I have to record it over. And then right when I was setting up to record it over, I knocked over a candle I had. It got wax all over my new chair. <laughs> it just like, it was like a Mercury retrograde in about two minutes, like a two minute period. Um, got it all over my new chair, my mouth, my new mouse. Oh God. I already spilled wax on my computer a week ago. Anyway, I guess I, I should probably clean the studio. It's getting to that point where I, I, I can't take it anymore. So, um, yeah, uh, other than that, I've been doing working on tool posters, doing doodles on those, shipping those out, and uh, kind of at a standstill on the dystopia books, believe it or not. I got over half of them shipped out, and I'm just kind of waiting to hear back from people um, to confirm their shipping addresses so if you hear this and you're owed a dystopia book please contact me through my website or kickstarter or somehow and let me know what your current address is even if i have it make sure it's that i know it's current that's what i'm kind of waiting for i've got everyone's addresses but you know some of them are from five years ago and a lot of people aren't living in the same place they were five years ago so um <clears throat> yeah just been doing that primarily um yeah, I guess that's it. So let's go to Patreon. If you want to subscribe and support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash Society and join for as little as a dollar and um, get your name read on the air and get on the Discord. And you can get a chance to win a skull from the Skull Shop. That's S-H-O-P-P-E. They are one of our new sponsors. And uh, at the end of every month, we're going to do a drawing from people on the $5 and above tier level. And they, one person will get a free skull, such as this, if you're watching this on YouTube. Cool skulls. Kyle's a really cool guy. He's been on the podcast. And um, yeah, so... Uh, Let's see. Yeah, we're going to do that. I don't know when that's like a couple of weeks. We're going to do the first one, the first giveaway. So, okay. New subscribers. Let's see. We've got Ryan Case upped his pledge. Thanks, Ryan. And we've got one new subscriber, Jareth Digaden. Thank you so much, Jareth. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, everybody who supports the podcast. It's how it happens. Would not be happening without the Patreon. That's for damn sure. I couldn't afford to do it. Um, yeah, let's get on with the um, episode. It's a really great interview. Really interesting. You're going to trip. You're going to trip out. It's great. Uh, 
All right, so here we go. I hope you enjoy it. Hello. How's it Hi. going? Good, how are you? <laughs> Good. So, so your name is Trinley. That's right. Tinley. Okay. What? Tinley. Tinley? Yes, the There's R no... is silent. Oh, wow. Yeah. What what nationality is that? Uh, it's a Tibetan name. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. I'm not Tibetan, <laughs> but I have a Tibetan name. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. In case was... you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So yeah, I, I, uh, discovered your work on Twitter now that I'm on Twitter all the time, instead of, I I've kind of abandoned all, all the other social media platforms because there's so much action happening on Twitter so much amazing yeah. artwork. And, um, yeah, your work just struck me as like, wow, wow. It's so cool. And it was, it was those kind of meat faced looking dudes. Yeah. <laughs> a good way to describe them <laughs> i just was they were so striking and just so cool and unusual and and uh, i just just like uh, immediately became a fan and then i looked at your stuff and you you have like a lot of different styles I do. and uh and um such an interesting background and and you're new to the art world as well mm -hmm. so i mean it, it, it's it's great it's such an interesting story so um Let's hear it. <laughs> let's, All right. <laughs> let's let's hear hear your background and how you got into art and you know the, the dark stuff, especially. I appreciate that you seem to have yeah. a, an appreciation for the dark stuff. Um, so yeah, how did this all happen? And tell me about your your life. Tell, start at the beginning. Tell me like start at the beginning. How it well, all started and then back in 1971. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I started art just about I guess or late 2016. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I had kind of doodled and dabbled before that. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was learning anatomy, I learned it by drawing. So mm. that was how it all started way back in university. And then I kind of just let it go. Didn't really do anything. And then. Um, yeah, in 2016, I was looking for a way to both kind of reduce my stress, so taking up a hobby, so to speak, to kind mm -hmm. of uh, even out my day and be able to wind down after a long day. And also was using it as a tool to educate the patients I was working with. So I thought it was easier to kind of, instead of explaining everything verbally, to kind of show them what their heart was like and the different parts of the heart to kind of educate them to let them know exactly what's going on within mm. their own bodies so there, it was like a twofold reason why i started and then it just snowballed from there it took on a life of its own <laughs> it took on a life of its own and now i'm here doing what i'm doing and yeah that's, that's cool that's how it all started yeah okay so mm -hmm. now now before this art career you you, you know you've ha had a you i believe you were a uh Tell me what you were. It was forensic anthropology. Anthropologist. Yes. <laughs> anthropologist. Yes. What is a forensic anthropologist, please, for dummies so, like me who don't know? Yeah. So it's uh, you basically um, in in my instance, you gather evidence from uh, not necessarily crime scenes, but um, crime scenes are also included in that. Uh, but you gather evidence based on remains like human remains, and then put together the picture from that. 
So wow. there's, yeah, so there's two parts to that. There's field work and then there's also lab work as well. So it's, you know, excavating the remains and then taking them to the lab to put how, the pieces how, together, put the puzzle yeah, together. Yeah. How is that different than friend, like a forensic pathologist? I always thought that, I always just assumed that was called forensic pathology. Something, yeah, pathology. Something. <laughs> So that's basically the the study of like the disease processes, I guess, where this is more um, based on like the bones okay, and trauma okay. to the bones. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize it yeah. was called uh, forensic and, anthropology. And it would, wouldn't always be something that's fresh and new. It could be, you know, something that's old as well. So, mm -hmm. so you must you must have seen some incredible things doing that job. I, imagine. I have like yes. hor horrible and. Yeah. interesting and insane things yeah oh for sure for yeah. sure and it's it's not for the faint of heart right you have to have, be you a know? certain kind of person to do that sort of work I yeah know. and i mean and it's a stressful environment but at the same time it can be very rewarding as yeah, well i bet you know? and the reason why i left is because you know i got burnt out wanted to do something new so uh -huh. you know because after a time there's only so much you kind of lose your um not really ability to cope, but I guess, you know, after seeing so much for so long that it, it becomes more difficult to yeah. actually do the job and do it well. Right. Yeah. Did it, did it take a while to like, uh, be able to do it and not be freaked out by it? I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm really interested in this and, and you doing yeah. this because I've always been, um, interested in in things like this like i you know i've got a ton of anatomy books i've got books of like uh just because i used to be in special effects so we had to like research yeah. bullet wounds and people being cut up just dead bodies how they look yeah. <clears throat> and um but so i always but i always had this weird fascination with it like a super not like that you know i'm like a vegetarian for 30 years i'm super animal person like oh very <laughs> overly sensitive to that sort of thing yeah. but but that stuff still really fascinates me you know I've got like I said I've got a bunch of books on it and um it's a weird you know repulsion attraction kind of thing and I think that's somehow similar to the whole dark art thing but but anyway I'm, I just find it really interesting and so um I'm curious how like you know your first your first day on the job or the first time you saw some freaky thing was it like a shock or were you kind of like prepared for from your from schooling or or how did yeah that... i i was prepared well as prepared as i could be i guess um it does take some getting used to you need to have a strong stomach uh -huh. um but i think the way that i thought about it was that this is a human being and they deserve like my utmost respect, right? right? So right. anytime you're doing anything, you hold them in great respect and great regard. And that makes it much easier than I think just going in completely gung-ho and trying to do the job. Like it's very meticulous. It's a lot of work. Um, every little detail matters. Yeah. Um, and it's somebody's loved one yeah. that they've lost, right? So yeah. it's, it's very, you have to be very respectful. And in that case, it just allowed me personally to, stay completely calm and focused on the job that I had to do. Right. Were, yeah. were you, were I mean, you, and you do study like that in school, but it's different when you get. Yeah. To I, ima I imagine, I mm -hmm. imagine. Um, 
So I have to ask, I'm sure you've done dissections in, in mm -hmm. school and stuff. Yeah. I've, it's what, that's another one of those things I've always wanted to do, but I feel like that if I get, if I went and did it, it would be a different story than what I imagined it would be. It just seems so yeah. interesting. The human anatomy is just so fascinating. There's something it about it. It's just like, you know, when you get on all the, in all these anatomy books and stuff I have, it's like, um, you get past the, the freakiness of it. And it's so amazing. It's just mm -hmm. incredible. It's like blows my mind that the, that reality, you know, reality exists in this way, you know, know. machine is just it incredible, is. incredible. Um, I, yeah. I, I, so, so isn't it so hard though, to do it for the first time when you're like cutting into a cadaver and look, poking yeah. around and pulling things out? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> again it's kind of um it's kind of a surreal experience i guess at first mm -hmm. until you kind of get used to it and it is like a cadaver so it's like a bit different than yeah you know if fresh. i was like operating on somebody it would be right. completely different so i basically just thought of it as like this is how i'm going to learn what's what right you, know? you gotta what do it where. so yeah, you, you got to dig in right yeah but there was yeah. a lot of you know there were people like fainting and that's what i imagine out and having to like leave and yeah yeah I imagine and i was always like right in there and <laughs> from, the time, from the time i was a kid it was like this is me as a child i'll tell the story and i'm sure you can appreciate it because you're into the start stuff but um when i was a kid i used to like take my little sand bucket and my shovel and my mom's like my mom was a nurse so she had like gloves and all that kind of fun stuff uh, doctor stuff i used to call it <laughs> and i'd go out and like collect roadkill and just like so i could look inside to see what it was like and that's where it all started wow you know like i would collect this roadkill i'd take it home and this is how i learned you don't boil animals to get you know the bones go <laughs> soft if you boil it you have to do like a nice rolling thunder kind of bowl <laughs> like a strong boil because things get soft and i would put the bones back together into these like models and i'd make these like little creatures wow. and stuff so that's how it all started like way back when um, wow <laughs> so, but my mom my mom was oh she, our daughter she's so brilliant and my dad was like she's gonna be a serial killer so i'm not a serial killer guaranteed but yeah i was know? just gonna i was just gonna ask you that it's like how did your parents handle that that's pretty that's yeah. pretty cool that 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 i mean i i know a lot of um friends whose parents would have completely freaked out at something like that oh, my yeah. my mom was like that though she was she, anytime i showed interest in that she was always very supportive and, and she it's yeah. like she got me you know even though she wasn't really like that herself she totally got me and and mm -hmm. and saw it as like oh he's interested he's curious and yeah. supported that you know yeah and that's exactly what my mom and my grandma were like it was only my dad who was a bit i don't know what's happening there. Like, <laughs> that stuff. but he trusted them he trusted <laughs> them he enough. trusted them and they ruled the roost so he had no choice really <laughs> But my mom's big soup pot then just became my pot for my experiments because <laughs> he wanted to use it afterwards, you know. <laughs> I wish I still had all those models though. I know, you that know? would be amazing. Like, those are the things, like, I could look back and be like, I made this when I was like 10 years old. Right. You know, like, it would be really cool. Yeah, it would be that. super cool. Um, yeah. So you so said. Head start, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's just, it's like a, it's like a, a, a you know, showing things to come with your artwork it's it's like you were doing it back when you were a kid 
you're yeah. creating artwork from in a, in a very similar way, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Now it's maybe just a little less problematic <laughs> or a little less smelly. Smelly, <laughs> smelly for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, glad to hear you're, you, you said you're, you're uh, born in 70, what, what, what did 70, 71. 71, it's like, oh, finally, <laughs> someone close to my age, it's like, yes. everyone I interview on here is so young, they're like my kid's age. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> I feel like a grandma sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a grandfather, I got, I got I have grandkids. Um, uh, so you grew up in the 70s. <laughs> so I did. I feel like people that grew up in the 70s have a different um, uh, perspective than than people that grew up like in the 80s or in the 90s. Yeah. It's like the 70s we were, like were the last free like generation. Right? Yeah, we yeah. did basically whatever we wanted and just came home. Right. Streetlights came on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was like I think about it, and you know, even with my. Um, granddaughters it's like i wouldn't let them do that stuff that i did no way, no way. go that's why i don't bike. have kids yeah <laughs> riding a bike miles across yeah. town with no helmets with no supervision just you and a bunch of your friends and then you yeah. know figuring it out getting food going to it's like it was so fun though it was really like oh so much fun i had so much fun as a kid right so it's, much freedom yeah like, yeah it was like yeah yeah it was like uh, but it was so much there was there was it was less crowded too there was less yeah. people you know yeah. i go back to where i grew up now and there's so many people and so many cars and it's and it, it was kind of like a different world that still letting your kid cross a, I, I think about how my mom used to let me go down every saturday and go buy out i used to buy these monster model kits she yeah yeah give me two dollars let me walk down by myself i was probably six years old or something cross a major intersection the major intersection through town yeah and not even bad an eye it was like not a big deal just okay can i have two dollars okay give me two bucks this week i have two bucks you can have it and and it was like yeah. not a big deal everybody did that yeah yeah and i grew up in well a smaller city smaller than where i live now but and we lived right along you know the welland canal so there was like the dirt dikes there. We'd take our bikes, jump right. hills, like yeah. no helmets, you know, lining <laughs> the kids up in the dirt to jump over top of. Like, <laughs> never be able to do that now, right? I went through, yeah, I went through a phase where I would ride down this, a grass hill and then stick my foot in the front tire so that I'd flip over and go flying and then roll. That was like a thing we did. Like, but we knew how to fall. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like we taught ourselves how to fall. <laughs> Absolutely. We yeah. Wow. Oh, it's, the it's, good old days. I know. It was fun. <laughs> it really was fun. So you grew up in in, in you've been in, in Canada all your life? You... Uh yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've lived elsewhere for short periods of time, but mm. mostly Canada. What part Southern of Southern Ontario? Southern Ontario, that is uh um is that east? Ontario is Eastern Canada, it's, sort it's, of. It's uh, like middle. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I've been to Montreal. That's that's one time. I okay, it's it's one province over. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Quebec is one province east of Ontario. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, interesting. Okay, so yeah, I, uh, Canada seems like a great place to me. Um, oh yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so so okay. Uh, so you were kind of a weird kid in, in the way yep, that, <laughs> that we were all weird kids. Very common thread on this podcast because I interview artists, especially dark artists. And um, yeah. most art kids were weird in a good way. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I agree. So, so do you, do you, uh, you know, what's interesting is that you had the, um, enough, I mean, were you, were you open about your weirdness in that way? Like I was kind of open about it and it was a way of me for getting, I was super sensitive and super shy and, and, and it was a way for me to like, uh, gain a sense of self-esteem in, in a way and like say this is who I am and so I kind of like leaned into it and mm -hmm. I didn't you know and let them think I was kind of like the weird art kid and kind of played into it because it made me feel like well I'm my own person and mm -hmm. it takes a certain amount I think of like uh self-assuredness as a kid to be able to do that because a lot of kids would you know not respond well to being rejected I think uh, you know a lot and I'm sure there yeah. was rejection from the popular kids and all that oh yeah for sure i mean i was pretty comfortable with my weirdness <laughs> i guess until i guess until i got to high school and then people started telling me that it was weird i'm like what are you talking about it's oh right weird. so like, you didn't even, yeah you didn't even thinking, didn't yeah even that i wasn't consider even weird, it. Mm -hmm. right but then but then i became like the big jock so nobody cared what i did anyways so then <laughs> i uh yeah i was just got to be one with my weirdness, I guess, and then actually was able to like talk about it with people because huh. they weren't going to say anything anyways. Because I was like, you know, star jock, and nobody like right. bothers <laughs> the star. So I had, I had this like weird, you know, collecting bones side of me, and then I had this like very disciplined athlete side of me. Mm -hmm. So you know, as high school went on, I got away from the weirdness a bit because I focused on you know sports and stuff. But then when I got to university again, the weirdness came back full right. force <laughs> you it's know? always because there then I was, yeah because then i was like learning about it again right and actually like, put it to use my weirdness right. so yeah it yeah good, so. it's almost it like yeah it's almost like the uh um my dad my my stepdad who was a painter and artist his whole life he was mm -hmm. he was like the uh uh high school football coach or not coach uh uh you know, captain, like he was like the okay. captain of the team and, and it's unusual, but for artists generally, you know, that's a, a trope as well. Um, you hear a lot that artists are not athletic and stuff, but I have interviewed a few that are like athletic and we're into sports and yeah. for, like Frazetta, Frank Frazetta was like, he, he was going to be a, prof he was either going to be an artist or a professional baseball player because he was really oh, talented wow. at baseball. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's interesting, but um <clears throat> It's, it's almost like you veered away. It's it's almost like you veered away from your real thing to go into sports for a while. And then you came back to it. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Because <laughs> yes. I got really fed up with working out all the time. Right. <laughs> really wasn't into that in the long haul. It's too hard on your body. So then right. yeah, I ended up coming back around to like, you know, the artsy side. Thing. Right. So, okay. Um, regarding your art and, and mm -hmm. again, I, you know, I can tell that you not only from the artwork you're creating, but the stuff that I see you retweeting and, and sharing, it's like, you like dark art. And, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so, um, uh, a lot of people, you know, most of the artists, I, I guess, in this whole little dark art community that, that is around this, um, podcast and just the scene, this dark art scene, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of us, myself included, but not always, it's not always the case, but a lot of us were like in really into horror movies and stuff like that growing up. Um, now, did your 
interest in in dark stuff manifest in that way you're into horror movies too okay. <laughs> i think well you know what the 80s were like for horror movies yeah so yeah right we had some really good ones and i can tell you hellraiser scared the crap out of me when i was the kid yeah oh my god the first time i watched that i was like holy shit i think i had nightmares about it but i absolutely loved it right <laughs> i started watching it again not too long ago the, the effects were like so bad i know but it's still really good it's still good it's still really good it's still really cool because the st the story is cool you know but, but yeah cool. i watched yeah. it recently too and it's like some of the effects were like wow yeah um they they didn't quite hold up like i thought they would but some of them were pretty yeah. good there was some some stuff that was cool but yeah some of those puppets were bad <laughs> so <Yeah>. bad <laughs> Yes, I think I've watched, oh God, I can remember like on Friday nights, we'd go to like the Blockbuster back when beta tapes were still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the latest, beta. you know, horror film and take it back and right. I just love them. Yeah. Like every single one of them I loved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's so cool. Uh, it's just funny because you, you don't think of someone that, that you, you just don't think of someone who was a forensic anthropologist as being a horror movie fan you know? <laughs> it's like i can see it from your art but it's but i also have this association that you're like a scientific medical yeah. professional yeah and, you know <laughs> so well, it's I cool think we have the darkest humor too i think right you know, yeah, yeah. we see so much i right? bet so I you bet. have to kind of gallows humor. you know even in healthcare we have to be able to like right you know, sometimes I come home and I'm like, oh, you're never going to guess what I saw. And they're like, yeah, I don't need to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Or meanwhile, I'm just like, I had to like hold up the scrotum that was the size of like a medicine ball. <laughs> nobody needs to. <laughs> I think it's cool, but right. Else does. <laughs> right? I have to go to work and share those stories with other colleagues to get this. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, you, one of my favorite horror directors is Canadian. I mean, I'm sure you are a David Cronenberg fan. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. my God. I absolutely love that. I can't wait to see his new film. I know. I'm dying. Oh. It looks amazing. It looks incredible. Yeah. I just watched Naked Lunch again recently, and I was like, that is so much weirder than I ever. I saw it like when it came out in the theaters yeah. in, the, in the 90s, I think. And man, it was way weirder than I remember it. <laughs> I have was to like, watch that one again it's so freaky it's got it's really cool but um uh yeah scanners was a huge one for me i still yeah, think i yeah. still think that movie really holds up oh all effects everything it's such a yes. cool cool concept and um another great cronenberg movie that people don't talk about much is that one called Ex existence Ex Ex oh yes remember yes. that one that was yes, like so, i love that one and that's yeah. so prescient to what's going on now with vr and it's like back when it came out it wasn't really a thing you know no, it really no, it was one of those ones where you go like wow it kind of foretold you know the future in a way yeah. uh, i wish more people would see that one because it's i'm gonna watch it again now that we're talking about yeah, it yeah i'm gonna watch that one out <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool it's uh, i mean last fast yes I, last time i watched it a few years ago and i was like man this is so great it's such a great movie um and uh now i have to watch it again but yeah he's he's great and uh history of violence was great did you see that one i did so yep. you see so you've seen all of yeah i've seen all of those goodies i have to watch that one again too. <laughs> that's a, yeah that's such, so yeah. that's such a great one yeah it's such a great one um uh uh i don't think i've seen rabid 
Did you ever see Rabbit? Oh, it's I like, did see Rabbit. I saw that recently, actually. Just I saw it not too long after it came out. Yeah, I, it's one of those ones that I I don't think I ever saw. It's just you know some of them slip slip by. How was it? It's like I an really old one. Enjoyed it. Really? <laughs> no, I thought it was the new one. Rabbit? No, Rabbit Isn't there is a new one. Let me, no, Rabbit is the one then. from like the seventies, I think. Oh, I thought maybe there was a remake because I had to just watch one not too long. Oh, ago. oh, oh. Yeah, Rabbit 2019 is the one I watched. Oh, okay. So you didn't see the Rabbit 70s do... one? There's like no, a late 70s or early 80s one. There's one called well, Shivers. Oh, 1977. Yeah. Yeah. One called Shivers and one called Rabbit are the two 70s ones that I don't think I've seen. It's on my list now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mine was 2019 that I watched, but I thought that was, but he, I think he has a son or something as well that's now a director. Doesn't oh, really? He? I think so. You saw that he put okay, his maybe. his uh, gallstones or whatever on as an NFT. Did you see that? His his daughter he made an NFT. His daughter did oh, it, wow. and it was like I think it was his gallstones. It was like a picture of his gallstones. Oh my god, that's cool. <laughs> I know, totally that's cool. something I would like. <laughs> so people don't understand when you talk about NFTs. There's so much cool, weird stuff going on that are, oh, yeah. is not like in the in the crypto bro pfp financial there's that whole angle of these just complete awful people yes. and yeah. and but it's not all of that that's just part of it there's like a ama mm -hmm. all these am amazing art and people and really creative ideas you know happening um yeah but uh um so okay anyway sorry tangent uh so okay getting back to getting back to your your artwork so how did you what were the how did you start you started kind of well first off you you're you're in healthcare now you got out of that and now you're in healthcare yeah and that you, is correct okay and you, and you started yeah. drawing to kind of share um what's going on with your patients sketching yeah. and so how did that develop into like an art career because you've shown in a bunch of places and you're big in the nft world and i'm curious how you how you wound up there as well and your whole whole journey has been well it's all a big blur to be honest <laughs> <laughs> it seems like yeah. you've come pretty far pretty fast to be yeah, honest so it's all kind of like i spent 20 little... fucking years to getting doing this. <laughs> like you did it in like five years i'm like what the hell what does she know that i don't <laughs> uh, well you know when I first started, it was all basically just anatomy and like gross anatomy. So hearts mostly. And then I got to the point where I was like, there's no other way I can like draw a heart. Like I can't think of any other way right. that I could draw a heart. I like did some like 3D anaglyph, the drawings of like CT scans of hearts that I then, uh, how did I, I don't even remember how I did it, but I flipped them and it made them look like uh ufos floating in space oh, that's cool. which was like kind of cool and then but you need the glasses to be able to see it properly mm -hmm. um i started doing that and then i was like man i gotta start doing something else like i need to like branch out if i want to keep going because first off people don't really want to just keep looking at hearts over and over again right uh and then i just started experimenting a bit more with like the full body and body worlds you know body worlds exhibits yeah, i started yeah. thinking about that and like how could i draw things that are similar to that. So I did like a flayed woman. And so it just branched out from there and then just kind of just like snowballed. I started showing in more places, 
So you're pursuing, you're, you're like mm-hmm. submitting to galleries and stuff like that to, to get a foothold or just to start showing. Yeah. Your yeah. And, and most of them just uh, some of them here in Toronto, but then there was like um, a show about pregnancy and I'm like, eh, I don't know. But then I did these like really cool uh, artworks for that and ended up getting in and they showed in Dublin in Dublin, Ireland at the science gallery there, which is oh, really cool. cool. Yeah, and mine were very, very graphic compared to like some of the other <laughs> of course. artwork that was there, you know, of babies and stuff. But it was really like well received. So, you know, I just kept at it and kept experimenting. I'm big on experimenting. I'm always trying new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even like, you know, I started doing some pixel sorting lately and I'm learning like code trying to really? figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, Lime Digital, he's helping me with that. He taught me the ropes on how Who to Who is make, that? You know, Lime Digital? I don't think Shane? You know, know him on I... Twitter. Oh, okay. Lime Digital. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll know him from Twitter. I'm okay. sure when you see him, you'll you'll recognize yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was showing me how to do that. So I've started doing that. I'm just constantly experimenting on trying to get things, you know. Uh, I'm not uh, change, switching things him. up. Oh, you're not? I'm surprised. No, I thought I you don't... were. Mm-hmm. At Lime Digital NG. Is that him? Uh, no, I have to look. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Confused. This dude. This dude. Oh. I don't know maybe I am. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be doing this right now. <laughs> um... No, you got me curious. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't exclusively digital yeah. when you started? Uh, no, I was doing like... Um... I did some collage work. Right. I dabbled in painting a bit, but I really kind of suck at it. And mm-hmm. it's messy. And I'm very messy. Um, yeah, <laughs> so that's another another thing gotta, we share. <laughs> yeah, it's very messy. Um, and yeah, I really like the digital route. I mean, that's how I started. Mm-hmm. So I could just continue from there and just kept working at it. Like every day I'd come home from work and I would like doing art from the time i got home to the time i went to bed you know wow i'm still still doing that right (laughs) (laughs) you know so you did as like uh you know i initially did it like for the the stress relief and now it's Mm -hmm. like not really stress relief i know now it's adding stress right that's how it goes kind of like a job but (laughs) it's just one that i really enjoy yeah so what the heck and i get to make cool stuff so yeah 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 that's my weirdness that that's what i uh i i've had the realization especially with um getting into nfts and animating my paintings is that you know i was i was in make makeup effects working on movies i may have worked on some horror movies you've seen probably in that like the the 90s i worked on a lot of stuff in the 90s um in the early 2000s and um i eventually got burnt out on that and i was trying to be a fine artist and i worked my way out of that and then that became my job. I was able to quit mm-hmm. full time. And then, um, <clears throat> then I started getting, doing these animations and making an NFTs and I was able to sell them so far. I've sold all the ones except this new one. I just got up that a couple of days ago hasn't sold yet, but I was found myself in the same position that I was when I was in effects, trying to get out to be a fine artist, except now the day job is my, my painting stuff. And it's like, I want to do these animated digital things. And I'm just going like, Oh man, everyone, I gotta wait. Can't wait until after my work day is over. So I can work on this animation. It's like, no matter what happens, it's just, it's just this endless cycle. You just have to be happy where you're at and with your circumstances and just enjoy, enjoy it for what it is, I guess. Um, 
So what, what, I mean, I'm into, I'm very into digital tech and stuff like that. Um, what, what were you starting in like Photoshop or were you doing 3d stuff or how, what, what were so, you? <clears throat> you're going to laugh, but I started using GIMP. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, Hey, that's a respected program. People yes, use it. It's it free. Is. It's like it Photoshop is. for free. Exactly. And, and I started using that at first and then I branched out to Photoshop and I've tried, you know what, I have After Effects, I have like the whole package and I open mm. up After Effects and I stare at it. For oh, like it's five, so cool. You're gonna oh love my it, God. Though. And then I just when... close it. Cause I'm I know, like, I, I know. don't know if I can learn this. I'm going to send you, yeah. I'm going to send you a video after this. That's, okay, cool. that's the, it's, it's like a really good 15 minute video on like animating 2d stuff that is really yeah. great. It's so cool. I really want to get into animation. Like I've been wanting to animate my collages for a long time oh, and yeah. I've collaborated with a couple of artists that, you know, animated them for me. Mm -hmm. I'd really like to be able to do it myself. It's so it would fun. Be really cool. It's so mm -hmm. fun. Once you, once you know the basic landscape of after effects, it is like, uh, you could just get lost in that program. It's so much fun you can do anything in it mm. uh so uh yeah and so you um you've also you know the ones that caught me caught my eye were these like I, I, i'm sure it's ai you're using ai in it right I use, yeah i do and so, yeah, so do you have like a weird process for that or how are you doing that it's like i love ai art it's just i haven't really done much of it um, so I'm just very curious about how you're coming up with all these weird meat faced people. Yeah, so <laughs> meat faced people are all, they all start with like, uh, a, a drawing. Um, and sometimes it's very rudimentary. They don't always have a lot of detail, mm -hmm. um, but it's basically just like a framework for the AI to build on. And oh, then really? I use the, my magic prompts to get the really look that I'm going for. And then I just mm -hmm. have to keep running it over and over and tweak it a little bit more, try a different prompt altogether, <clears throat> and then I finish them off in Photoshop. Okay, that's so cool. And, that, seems, yeah. that seems like it would be so much fun. It, it seems is. like it'd be so much fun. I, and it's just like another thing I wanna do. And I'm just like, man, I can't do all of this. <laughs> it's like, there's too much fun stuff to do. And I just, there's no time for it all. But man, it seems like such a great way to create art. Like that's the thing. Cause I'm like super invested in painting because mm -hmm. I've been doing that for over 20 years now. And I love it. Totally enjoy oil painting. I've got my technique down. I don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but, but I still enjoy, really enjoy digital artwork and animating and which is, you know, I was really into it late nineties, early two thousands and, and I couldn't make a living at it. So I dropped it and started painting. Yeah. And yeah. Um, now I can earn money from it so I can justify doing it again. <laughs> And, and I forgot how much I loved it. Like I was so into it because there was, you know, I was just doing it totally for fun back then in like yeah. the mid late nineties or whatever. Um, but now I'm thinking uh, 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 that I would love to, and I haven't seen anybody do it. I'm sure someone's done this already, but I would love to use AI in the way that you're saying, mm -hmm. and then use that as my starting point for oil painting as like a oh, uh, like cool. a rough study and then paint the thing because paintings change when, when you paint something or at least for me I, I do like a rough study like these are all yeah. study studies back here and they're just yeah. super loose and rough and they'll develop as I paint the big ones you know right, and so I was right. just thinking it'd be such a cool such a great way to like generate ideas 
Oh, for know? sure. And, and just yeah. like think the like an extension of your brain because you know when you're creating new pieces, you're just trying to come up with something new, and it's almost like an extension of what you're normally doing. Really, you're just using a computer to do it. That's true. Yeah, and the prompts are so much fun because you can just right. type in anything. <laughs> yeah, see so see what the AI spits out. <laughs> And and you can just build upon it from yeah. there, it's like exactly what you said. But you'd just be doing it like in reverse of, from what I'm doing. Right, yeah, right, right. And it's totally doable and would be a lot of fun. But to get like those ideas, sometimes I get an idea and I'm like, I don't know how to like drive this. I don't know how to steer it in the direction I want to. And it's really it's just trial and error with the prompts that I'm using. And you can do the over and over again. It's that it starts to run, and you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's not it. Stop. Right. Start over again. And just try some, you can use like initial images, you know, you can, I mean, you can basically type in anything. Right. <laughs> it doesn't remember what you do. So you can type in all sorts of weird stuff. Believe me. <laughs> and see what the AI spits out. Like, I think for those heads, part of my prompt was um, bloody meaty head. <laughs> yeah something like that i can't remember right. i have them all written down somewhere but that was part of that one and then you can you can also weight the prompts so you can put like you know five so that it weighs it just a little bit or you can like put a higher number so that it weighs it more what towards do you mean, what you want to do weighs, what do you mean weight just like how much how much it how much the AI it? steers towards yeah oh, that, wow. that phrase or that word yeah i should say all sorts of things yeah i should say just because there's so a lot of artists listen to this podcast most of them i think come from the traditional background but yeah. just so for people who don't know <clears throat> these ai programs you 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 basically you you can start with an image or you can start with no image too right you can start with no, yep, and you yep. and just put any prompt any description you want and AI, the ai will will generate an image and 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 you can you can even you can use that image to build upon right you can you know use, absolutely yeah and then just keep letting it develop i mean it is i know there's a lot of i've seen well not a lot but i've seen some pushback from traditional artists like saying it's going to take art over and it's going to put people out of jobs but i just don't see it that way at all i just see it as another it another way. medium for artists and it's so it's really the tool, right? It's yeah, tool, right. Because like the AI is making the image. I'm gearing it towards your art what, what I it. want it to do, right? right? And then afterwards, I'm taking it, and sometimes it looks completely different when, once I'm finished with it. Right. The right. image that it spit out, right? Right. And if I'm using an initial image, then it's my artwork that's being steered then by the AI. And right. Yeah. It up afterwards, right? yeah it's another tool mm -hmm. like like any other another medium really you know which is what's so exciting about it yeah um, i mean there are apps out there you could just punch something in it spits it out like whatever like right. there are those really easy ones but these like these notebooks that you can use to have a lot of control over how the ai you know reacts to the prompts or like whichever right. like you have a lot of control over the input those ones where you just like type in a phrase, I'm really not into those because yeah, they, well, they, I'm not really doing anything. Yeah. Like, I like to have some control over the creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're also, I noticed that um, they they tend to look more generic. Like you can tell which mm -hmm. ones were used, which programs, you know. And, yeah. But I mean, they're still really cool. And and, and another, really another cool, cool thing yeah. is that I think is great is that it's allowing 
non-artists to create art too. people that yeah. never consider themselves artists to like express themselves creatively. I mean, that's a great thing, you know, it is that's, a, thing. that's an amazing yeah. thing. Um, that's never existed before, I think. And sometimes all it takes is for somebody to get started, right? Right. Even if you start just dabbling with AI and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe I can actually branch out from here and voila, you're able to draw. <laughs> like, right. You know, like you never know. Like, yeah, yeah. Try, or they just, you know, you get ideas and you just jot them down and see what comes of them. I think it's all great. I don't think it's going to take over from artists at all. I don't think so either. No, I, I think no. it's, I, I think if, you know, like, if you can can keep an open mind about it and if if you really think about it any any artist would welcome this technology because it's it's so pro creativity not pro creativity mm -hmm. pro creativity you know it's very yes. <laughs> it's very um uh you know it's 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 it's, it's inclusive like anybody yeah exactly anything, it's right? inclusive yeah. it's 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 just so i don't know to me it's just super super exciting like a new tool after all you know how many years of not really being much new you know yeah technology yeah. wise since i don't know maybe the last hundred years or something i mean i'm sure it's it's really a computer thing because before then it's like even stuff we did in makeup effects which is it was the basics of it was sculpture mold mm -hmm. making and casting which is like an old school way of doing fine art you know it's just kind of using new yeah. materials um yeah. but so so are there like specific what are the good programs for people who are interested in in yeah. trying stuff out that, that you would recommend because i don't even it's like i don't even know what to try not that i have time but i am curious well if you do have time you have to try <laughs> uh but i use the google collab notebooks and there's like a gazillion out there wait wait, wait. Um, What's, what what is it <laughs> so it runs on google servers so it doesn't run on your local machine oh, wow. um and of course they have huge servers uh now i have a pro account so that i can get higher gpus mm. because i want to run things faster because it can be kind of slow it can mm -hmm. still take quite a long time though to run some things depending on what settings you have. But I use the Google Colab notebooks and there's like a gazillion out there. Disco Diffusion is my go-to one. That is my favorite one. Mm -hmm. uh, VQGAN, I use that one as well. Uh, those are my top two, I would say, that I use. And I have okay. a bunch more, which again, I have not had time yeah. to like open up and run, but I have a whole folder of them. So I'm sure I'll get to them at some point. I, there, there's, a, there's one that, that have you you've seen this one that's like everyone's been talking oh, about mid, mid journey yeah where they're mid saying journey, yeah. yeah which yeah. people one guy described it as a an exis, existential dread machine <laughs> yes I, I use that one as well but i'm right now i'm just using it really to practice prompts oh, okay because it can spit out things so fast like within oh, really? 60 seconds you have like four images like it's insane so insane cool. but it's also getting like when i'm scrolling through twitter i can see what's mid journey 
I know that's you know, the thing. Like I can see kind of, and when you're using the other programs, you have so much more control over it. Oh, okay. So that's what the, really, the control can make it yeah. more have your like fingerprint on it as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. And even like when I first started using them and compared to like the stuff I'm making today, huge difference. Oh, really? Huge difference. Like I've just learned how to use the tool better, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What works with the prompts, what doesn't, you know, what artists work for me? Like if I put an artist name in there somewhere what right. works for me and what doesn't right sometimes the weirdest i think i put it in bill melendez you know he did like like peanuts or whatever he drew uh-huh and he did some of my most gory stuff <laughs> <laughs> i was surprised i'm like wow he makes good like rotten faces Who knows? <laughs> cartoon man that's what's gonna happen you know what's funny too is that you know i i i you, you've you, heard the you know oh it's cheating it's this and that mm -hmm. but how is this if this is not different this is just a modern extension of learning from the masters like a traditional mm -hmm. painter you go and you do master copies or you learn their techniques it's like that's if you don't have to do that or you don't want to and you don't have to this is what you would do you know, it's, it's yeah, the same, it's the yeah. same thing you're doing. It's just like, doesn't take 20 years to figure it out or learn it. You know what I mean? No, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine a, 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 an AI prompt that took 20 years to, <laughs> to render. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Oh boy. I have a hard time sometimes if it's more than like two hours. I'm like, this is taking too long. Stop. <laughs> Start over. This again. amazing artwork <laughs> is taking too long. Too long. <laughs> This, and how long groundbreaking longer <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, than two hours i'm sure i'm trying to find i want to find this one guy uh oh my god it is so cool let me see this guy on he i just shared it um he shows how he does his process it was this angel looking thing oh yeah uh necro n-a-k-r-o do you know this guy oh yes so amazing i actually asked him to be in the podcast and and, and he's like i'm from spain my english is not that good and i was like oh i don't care I'll, you know i've had artists where yeah. english was their second language you know i'd love to have, have him on but he shows his process and it's like oh my god it just makes me drool like oh, i want to do this so bad where he, he's in it and he's do i obviously or apparently i should say because it's not obvious but especially after talking to you he's doing these prompts rendering them out chopping it all up and then mm -hmm. collaging it all together and it's these images are just mind-blowing they're stunning yeah. so amazing they look like sculptures i know like I know. intricate intricate sculptures yeah it's incredible it's incredible yeah he's okay. he's he posted one recently that and I don't know if he was joking. He had to have been exaggerating, <laughs> but he was saying like 10,000 layers and, and, oh my God. And what was the other, like he'd been working on it for years or something. It's like, and it's like this epic Photoshop document of this amazing, it, it, it kind of oh, reminded wow. me of, have you, you know, Chris Cooksey? Do you know the sculptor Chris Cooksey? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's like, it's sort of, a digital version of that in a way it has that same vibe to it but but yeah. a lot darker and a lot creepier chris is awesome um yeah there's just 
it's just so exciting. It's so exciting to me. It's, it just seems like it's the best time ever to be an artist. I'm, I'm, I'm just constantly inspired by this technology. It's just, and there's so many good artists, right? Like I, I know. was like amazed. Like when I first got into like the NFT space, I was like, holy crap, there's a lot of artists. I know, right? God, it's like <laughs> insane and like I, insanely good artists. I know. And that, that's the, the other thing. That's a good, good time to bring that up, getting into the NFT thing, because, you know, um, there's so much misunderstanding around NFTs and there's so much hate mm-hmm. towards NFTs. I just posted my alter ego animation on instagram and and as always there was one comment that said please tell me you're not doing nfts yeah it always happens at least once but that's not that bad i've seen other people where every comment is just shitting on them in such an evil way but um so how did you uh well i want to talk to you about the amazing amount of art that i've been i've been talking about this since i've gotten into it on the podcast a lot like you guys don't realize there's so much it's so the most vibrant art community i've ever seen all my Mm -hmm. time doing this it reminds me of back when i was getting into things into art in the early 2000s in in la i was going to all these underground art shows but this is like global it's huge there's way more artists but before we get into that tell me about how you ended up getting it creating nfts and getting into this space God, again, it seems like it was so long ago, but it was just over a year ago. Well, that's the thing. That's the that's the thing. Right? It's true. Everyone says it. There's a time warp in NFTs it so, somehow. There is. Everybody says it. It's like one week or one day equals a week, maybe, or or, yeah. or something like that. Or Absolutely. One, one feel week like I've is a month. Or, five years. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Same here. I, I feel know. like I feel like an expert on it, and I've been only in it like four or five months since January is when I first did one. <laughs> So, so yeah. So how did that happen though? How, what so was how did I start? I think I was reading, you know, about, I first got in on, uh, I hadn't heard about um, Tezos yet. So I hadn't heard about Hen or anything, or object didn't even exist then. I hadn't heard anything about that. So it was all like ETH at that point that I knew of. And I opened up a Twitter account. I was like, hey, I'm an artist. What do I do? <laughs> Like, how do I get in on this? Oh, and so you were asked. Yeah, the it was Max Capacity. I don't know if you know who Max Capacity is, but he really helped me at the beginning. Like all the questions I had about everything, he was like open. It's, yeah, that's another amazing thing like. about yeah. the community. You go in there yeah. not knowing anything and feeling all insecure and you just ask anybody and everybody and wants help. to help you. Yeah. It's so cool. And that's exactly what happened. And then I was like, God, I don't even know like what I should mint. I don't know. And then I was like, really kind of like, it was so expensive at that time. It was like insanely expensive to mm. like mint anything. So I was mm. trying to be very like particular about what I was doing, but he really helped me. Empress Trash really helped me at the beginning. Like there's so many that just lent a hand, right? And then it was, you know, the rest is history, I guess. But yes. yeah, it was just like March, I think of last year. Really? Last, yeah, late March, maybe. Wow. Yeah. that's crazy. And and how I got thinking about crypto was that one of my colleagues was like, Hey, Tinley, you ever hear of crypto? And I was like, no man, what's that? And he's like, Oh, you got to get into it. And I was like, all right. So then, I did. <laughs> so then I did a little bit. And then I was like, Oh, there's this thing called NFTs. I have to look into that. And then I was like, wow, maybe I can actually make a few bucks and like, you know, get my art out there for people to see and hook up with like community. And it's also like in the middle of the pandemic where like I right. wasn't going to art shows. 
right. know, I wasn't applying to anything, couldn't travel or anything. So yeah, I thought it was a great time for me to just kind of branch out and see where it went. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a, 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 seems like a common story um, as far as people that are successful in it, just sort of like, what I keep telling people is like, if you're interested, allow yourself to get excited by it, Mm -hmm. you know, like allow it because then you'll be successful. I think if you really believe in the technology and the scene, you know, the art scene and the community that people sense that you're really into it and you really think it's cool and you're not just coming in for a cash grab. It's like people don't don't respond well to people that you can tell people that don't give a shit that are just like, come, they don't, interact they don't they don't support or by sharing or anything and they and they expect to get paid it's like it's not like that it's very community yeah. driven but yeah. but, but and, the- and for for young artists um that are in the space and they're like to go like a week without selling and or like whatever like two weeks right. or something you know whichever and it's like some artists go there went their whole lives without selling anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like before I got into like NFTs, like I sold like a handful of right. shit. Like oh yeah, you yeah. know, like so like be patient. Like, yeah, it's work. This isn't like free money. Like, it's fun. It takes work. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does take. That's a the, you know, and I I know it, it it turns off turns some people off to it. Like people don't realize it's like another way to work the art game is through nfts mm-hmm. and it does and it's but it's work it's just yeah. like it's like it takes less time and the return is better you know mm-hmm. it's like even you know people are get kind of spoiled with like you said selling something every week or two and it's like you know go six months without selling go a year without selling something you know that's then you know that's why i feel like the art the traditional art world is made it uh it's really great to have that background because you know how to survive when there's no money for long periods of time and you know about yeah. the long haul and this just seems like it makes it it's so much easier even though it's still work it's yeah. it's it's easier than than there's a mil it's like the opportunity is so huge and there's a million different ways of making money there's it's just so wide open you know there's a million different ways of approaching how you sell it you yeah. know, you can go for like one of ones and do one piece for an ex- expensive piece, or you can do like a bunch of editions for really mm-hmm. cheap that people can afford. It's like you're opening your art to all these people in, in a way that wasn't open before. So a lot of uh, my students, I tell to, you know, if you really want to be an, a fine artist, a professional, it's like look into nfts at least look into it because there's so much opportunity to grow very quickly and um it's just it's like it's it's like a supercharged art world that moves way faster (laughs) and sometimes too fast like yeah you know i go to work i come home and i'm like i'm so behind i have to catch up (laughs) on all my notifications you know like and but it's a fun like playground to be. I know, in, you know? I know. Like yeah. meet so many cool artists. Oh and even, right. Like I really enjoyed. Like I'm part of this like collectors crew mm-hmm. on Tezos, and we have like a buy party every like a couple times a month. 
Mm -hmm. And we invite like emerging artists to come into the space, talk about their yeah, how art. Fun is and then that? Like, how fun yeah, is and then we like buy some art as well. And it really it's so cool. It, it it's like like that boost. It's like you know? what we, and then we're there to support right. them. It's like you know? what what we would all be doing if we were all rich in real yeah. in the real world. We would be having art yeah. parties, we would be buying yeah. all kinds of artwork. But it's it's you know, it, it's like it's like that. It's like being rich but it's but we're not yeah <laughs> you know yeah. Uh, it's and really all the, like charitable events as well oh i know have, i know like, it's insane i absolutely like i love it like i'm always happy to like donate a piece of art or you know have an auction yep you know and like i've donated so much to like different causes and stuff and like it's something i don't you can't do like i mean i've donated some like pieces to like the hospital and stuff but right like you can't do that on such a large scale right and then yeah. the mentorship as well like when people are coming into the space they have no clue what they're doing like i love just helping them out i was helped out when i first got right into space, yeah same so here appreciated right yeah and it's funny too because you 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 um it's 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 just so weird because it like it looks like it looks so bad from the outside for all these different reasons, all the propaganda mm -hmm. and the, and the videos and, and people talking shit and stuff, but it's so hard to really know what it's like until you get in there and, and start playing in that world. It's, mm -hmm. it's so it's, I could see why people don't get into it because it's like, you can't know until you're there. It's one of those things. It's like taking psychedelics or something it's like you can't know what it's like unless you've done it there's no explaining <laughs> it. It. or having like a near-death experience or something crazy it's like yeah. you can't explain it so so it's 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 interesting that it's like it, it's almost like there's a filter there for people who have a certain amount like have an open mind enough to consider it and 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 be neutral about it to check it out and it's like yeah. anybody that's rigid in their in their beliefs and thinking it just cuts them out and maybe that's a, not such a bad thing <laughs> in a yeah, way sure. you know it's that's like attracting <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's attracting people who are open-minded and are right. willing to try new things and can and you know are okay with having like this community and i'm like one of the most anti-social people around right but, <laughs> but like in here i feel like completely comfortable coming in and like helping out other artists talking to other artists yeah like, you know even if i've never met them in person right yeah you yeah know, it's like this i would miss them if they weren't a part of my life now you know right like, yeah some of them like so it's yeah it's a weird space but once <laughs> you in there and get the hang of it it's really really cool yeah and you keep like i keep all like there's a lot of shit, but there's a lot of like good stuff too. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know, and I don't pay any attention to all the crap that's out there. And, you know, I'm not into like the influencers and things like that. Right. I like my core community of people who we all support each other and we're all there for each other. And we have our little rants via DM sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit that's going on, <laughs> you know, but yeah, you can, you can separate that stuff and really yeah. weave through all like the, damn shill threads i have 15 e oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The i like block all those yeah <laughs> i'm not interested in that yeah the problem is that you know it's like people outside of it view it like the way things are normally on the web and in communities but they it's so much bigger that all of these things exist in this humongous space 
So, you know, they see that the scammers or the assholes or the, you know, there's yeah. this so much terrible, terrible art, terrible mm-hmm. people, criminals, mm-hmm. people you wouldn't want to hang out with just because they're arrogant assholes that are all about money. It's like, there's, there is that. Yeah. There's yeah. rug pulls and all the scam. There are scams, Ponzi schemes, but it's just because the space is gigantic and it's just like the real world. All that stuff exists in the real world. You know, it it's like, but that doesn't mean you say, oh, reality's fuck reality <laughs> because there's all these criminals trying to steal your money or, or fuck fiat cur- currency. <laughs> People are always trying to steal from you. It's like, it's just like this kind of bigger version of reality in a way. And so, yeah, you just block accordingly or you just hang out mm-hmm. with the people that resonate with you um uh, it's and just, i also i think it's easier for those of us who are a little bit older mm-hmm. like to really wade through all of that yeah shit, right yeah, because right. younger people would be like somebody could dm them be like hey i have an opportunity for you and they'll be like hey all right not thinking oh or right. right away like my red flag goes up i'm like yeah i don't even reply block you know yeah so right it's <laughs> maybe for us to like weed through all because we've lived a little yeah exactly you know that's that's, we've seen some shit yeah it's so true it's like you you that there is you know there's there's always kind of like this prejudice against older people in a in a community that's very youth oriented in any community that's kind of youth oriented Mm -hmm. but it's like you you know you cannot you 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 just there's nothing like experience (laughs) And, yeah. and one thing, older people, no matter if you agree with them or not, older people have more experience being alive than you do. And, and that counts for a lot. It you does. Know? And, and, you, and you can't, it's like you don't, you can't, it's hard to see that until you get to that point where you're like, you have like this wider view. Like I, the one thing that I've been noticing lately is, is you can see trends. Mm. You know, back, I remember back, you know, like when I'm in my 20s or even in my 30s, you just don't see trends come and go because time is moving slowly. You're more involved. You're not, you're just not like present enough to see the yeah. lay of the land. And then when you get older, you just see trends come and go. And you just kind of like, I sit back and I like, Oh, that's and a funny, watch. That's a, yeah. yeah, that's a funny trend. I wonder how long that one's going to last because <laughs> none of it sticks around, you know? Yeah. And, and Remember when, uh, <laughs> just like a couple of years ago, I think it was, was it Pokemon or something? And everybody was on their phones. Oh I yeah, Pokemon Go. Onto, yeah. yeah, I was went out onto my balcony when there's a park just around the corner there and I could see it from my balcony and it was dark. And all you saw was these like phone screens and everybody <laughs> walking around like zombies. And I'm like, what the hell is going on out there? What are you doing? And I, there was this Pokemon Go yeah. thing. Yeah, like, and it's I didn't like, last long. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, <laughs> but it's like that with fashion or anything. You just, you see these, tr- or even in art trends. You know, there's mm-hmm. like certain colors that are, people are using and it's like, it, it's a, it's a good thing about having that um, wider vantage point is that, you know, I'm always very aware of it. Like, I don't want, I want, you know, you can't help, but be stuck in a time period. Your, your work is going to reflect the time period in some way. And that's good in a lot of ways, but at the yeah. same time, you don't want your work to look dated. So it's like, it's easier to identify the tropes and not, and maybe like, tweak them so that they're going to last longer maybe you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so, so that oh, for sure so it's good to be old yes yeah. <laughs> i agree <laughs> or there are advantages 
there are advantages, advantages I should and say. I wouldn't have uh, agreed with it when I was 20 for sure because right. I thought you know <laughs> someone was 50 was ancient. Yeah, <laughs> ancient. They don't know anything. They're not cool. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. It's like yeah. you don't realize. It's like a lot of people, you know, you see really old people, and it's like, and they're kind of like bitter and then and now i like i get it <laughs> imagine dealing with this shit for 80 years you'd be like you know this is I a bunch of it. bullshit yeah it's like there's just so much bullshit out there i don't have time for any of it i totally get it i'm already starting like at 50 yeah. i'm starting to be like I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call you out if you say anything dumb. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm not listening to this anymore. I'm not taking it anymore. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, you get to. Uh, I suppose I it was around hitting fifty for me, and it's like you realize how much time you you can see the end of your life coming. Whereas yes. when you're in your twenties, thirties, and even forties, you're like, oh, forty. If I live to be eighty, that's like another forty years. That's a long time. But you know, when you're fifty in your fifties, you're like. 20 years just went by really fast and I know people have died when they're 70 so I could maybe have like 15 or 20 years left and that's like okay I don't have time for any more bullshit no (laughs) I'm not wasting my time on any bullshit anymore (laughs) and time is also speeding up which is the other crazy thing you get older it's like it goes faster and faster. So it's it does. Like, yeah. You know, the last and 10 years. And you seem years... to age much quicker too. Yeah, as you get yeah. a little bit older. It's like every year I'm like, I have aged like two years. I know. It's year. so weird. I have aged like three years. <laughs> and sometimes now when I'm at work and, you know, and I see the age of the patient and I'm like, wow. Now I judge. I'm like, wow, they're younger than me. And then I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, I know, like, know oh, right? I hope I don't end up in here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I saw. I, I don't want anyone at work to see my bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be in here. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So I, I saw I saw a guy the other day on YouTube, just a random thing, and it was like uh he mentioned that he was 40, and I was like, oh man, I thought he was like older than me. And I'm like 10 <laughs> years older than this dude that I thought was older than me. <laughs> yeah. Art keeps us young, I'm telling you. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> definitely you know because we we get to feel like we're playing and playing is so huge i think yeah i'm sure you i'm sure uh you you see that in old people too really old people the ones that have this kind of sense of playfulness about them seem to last longer you know it's true yeah absolutely i'm sure sure yeah i'm sure you see that in your your job you know yeah yeah my grandma was the same way she got to like yeah, I think she was like 93, 94 wow. when she passed, but yeah, That's she great. a long time. And I got her a reacher. You know what a reacher is? It's just basically you, you can grab things up off the top shelf. You have I was one gonna there. Gr- I was gonna grab mine. <laughs> I <laughs> use it for my is. for my uh my mall stick. Yes. Here it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got my grandma one of those and then she would like pinch people's bums with it. I'm like, oh, well, that's not what it's for. But yeah, so she was playful. So I'd that's like great. to keep that playfulness as well. Something yeah. like Because when, you know, you day jobs, you know, stress, you have to stay playful. playful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It helps keep you young, I think. Don't ever yeah. take yourself too seriously, I guess. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. That's for sure. Um, so, okay. What, what, what do you, um, what are your kind of plans for your art? Are you just kind of going with it? It sounds like you've just... You're just going with it so far, but do, but do you have yeah. any like bigger plans for, you know, what's, what's happening in the NFT world or, 
you know, have you ever thought of like a PFP? I mean, you've done stuff kind of like that, right? Additions and stuff. I, I never really considered them PFPs, but then I was like, well, I guess they are. Kind and of, like, yeah. Who kind of wants, like, I could do some graffiti skulls. I did some, like, a remixed AI version of Das Punks. Those, like, but then I limited them because, you know, I didn't have, I think I did like 100 of each or something. And that was it. Oh, really? Those. Yeah. How, how did and that then, go? They were actually really popular. Really? Which, yeah, which I was surprised. Well, I shouldn't say I was I was surprised because, you know, everyone's into like the PFPs. And mm-hmm. I actually wanted to like put some like artsy stuff out there as well. Some what stuff? PFP-wise. Artsy PFPs. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know? right. Like, that, not just that's, like, that's the thing is like the potential for even PFPs. And for people who don't know, those are uh, profile pictures. People use them for their yeah. profile pictures on Twitter, but they're generally the nfts that are not one nft for a higher price but a lot maybe even thousands at a low price that people collect and then they appreciate in value and they resell or they trade or whatever but the board apes crypto punks and all that but mm. as a as a medium you could do so much amazing stuff with with them that i don't you know i'm so kind of not connected to that part of it yet yeah. But it seems like the potential to do some really, really fun stuff is there, you know? I think there's a lot of potential there. And I think if, like, artists really get into it, because, you know, those some of those, like, the board apes and stuff, I'm not even sure how they were created. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, they, 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 it's like they do layers and different yeah, attributes, and then, just, and then a computer randomizes them, which is a cool idea, but... It is. But, the, you know, it's like everyone just copied this idea it's like the first yeah. person to do it was like that's brilliant amazing you you, the, you use a you know, program you do all the attribute attribute attributes eyes noses mouths they all fit like it you know certain a certain head mm-hmm. the computer randomizes it and spits out all these different images that's cool you know that's a neat yeah. idea and but now that's the the standard way of doing them and it's like you don't yeah. have to do it like that i know like kate samuels um witty shitty <laughs> on twitter is a, a friend of mine she's she's doing i think a hundred an edition of a hundred and hand painting all of them in watercolors oh see that's cool yeah like, that, how cool that's is that kind of stuff i really want to see i mean it's going to take obviously much longer yeah, i don't think you yeah. can like sell those for cheap either right and to produce them is going to take a lot longer because if they're all hand done i mean obviously that takes much longer right yeah 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 mm-hmm. definitely but you know it depends on there's still ways of stream streamlining your approach to it or but anyway yeah. it's just it's just a cool idea and shows what you can you can do it's like think outside the box that's what this whole space is about it's about mm-hmm. freedom creative freedom and yeah and, having being excited and having fun about coming up with new ways of creating artwork you know yeah and i did a one project on fx hash have you delved into that site yet i don't you know it's like no okay. <laughs> is, is that so just that's like, just another like a generative platform? site for generative art but okay. they also have i did like a one it was called modern titans so it was layers Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember how many layers I had, 10 backgrounds or 12, 18, I think maybe 18 mm-hmm. backgrounds. And I did some graffiti as a layer on top of the background. And then um, uh, like sculpture busts, like mm-hmm. Roman and Greek sculptures. And each one had like a different overlay and then it randomized. And then when you, you know, when you minted one, it spit one out 
and that was your original and there was like so many variations and it was a lot of fun to do that it was I'm, fun to like do all the skulls do the graffiti you know like and that then was see a lot of fun. and then not know what the results gonna be that's yeah that seems yeah. super fun <laughs> yeah i wanted to do another one on fx hash because that was like a lot of fun but you needed the coding bit so again lime digital helped me with the coding and now there are like open source coding packages that you can use to actually do it. Oh, really? So yeah, I think I could maybe manage it on my own <laughs> this time, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I mean, yeah. I, I would, I would, um, I'd love to do. Hopefully, eventually, I'll do do some kind of um, generative thing if I can do it in a way that's cool. I mean, I want to kind of do it by hand personally, like. Because my paintings are like all these, my paintings are like PFPs already. They're like, that's true. Most of my paintings, probably 75% of what I do are port, bust head and shoulders portraits since yeah. 2000 when I started. So you it's like, PFPs. yeah, I've got a ton, but it just seems like such a fun idea to take kind of like a baseline character and, and chop it up in Photoshop and yeah do them all myself though just by like using the liquify tool and moving things around and and yeah. painting digitally and then make making them myself and doing a lower edition instead of like ten thousand, like you said doing a yeah. hundred i could probably do a yeah. hundred of them it'd take a couple months maybe a few months but but uh that that sounds like fun to me oh it's a lot of fun <laughs> try it <laughs> I am. I'm just, I'm trying to, you know, I'm still at that point where I'm sort of trying to establish myself with one of ones because it's like, I'm totally digging these animating my paintings. The paintings are already oh, done yeah. and they have a history. Yeah. So they, so they are like their own thing. And I'm just totally getting into adding another dimension to the painting by animating it. Yeah. And um, so it's like fun to, it's, it's that it's like that Japanese principle of what is it that I forget what it's called where all of your things line up right they all meet in the middle have you ever seen that oh yeah like yin and yang that thing no no it's uh, like the, the... kigari or something it's when like your purpose what you're oh, good at yeah. <laughs> what makes you money it's like all these things line up in the middle and that's like whatever the word is <laughs> it's like that's sweet where spot. you want to be yes. yeah the sweet spot that's what he's, yeah. yeah there's the uh the English way of saying it, but um, that that's the, the, as far as like, you know, what I know how to do, what I'm enjoying doing and what makes the most money for me, mm -hmm. all of that is with one of ones right now. So I'm sort of like trying to establish myself and if I can keep selling them, um, then I feel like I'll have enough, you know, cause you know, I don't have money saved. <laughs> so it's like, just my, I've been, you know, going, I'm an artist, you know, professional yeah. artist. I've been going month to month for forever. And I, savings is kind of a joke, but, um, uh, I feel like I can get that finally get some reserves if I can keep selling these one-on-ones and then take time to do yeah, some oh, kind yeah. of cool project like that, like a PFP or something really fun, because it's, like I said, it's like, they're just sitting there 20 years worth of work, you know, of, of developing yeah. a style even even if i painted yeah. a new one you know it's like it's it's just there waiting for me it's, it feels like they were meant for that you know as yeah well, those as, would be perfect for that yeah and um, i just because you already have it just cut them out i've yeah yeah Thanks. yeah i could do that i i but i mean i've already i got this book that's out that i kickstarted five years ago that's like 
mythologizes the whole world. Oh, so it's wow, like everything yeah. I've been painting for the last 20 years is now there's like a mythology behind it. It just oh, is like cool. screaming to be turned into a PFP project where people are into it. And there's like games, story and behind puzzles it. Yeah. And a story. It's just like, just I wish I was independently wealthy so I could just do it yes. because it's like the money is just so I can do the cool stuff. That's it. Yeah. I'm so not into money. It's like I just want to keep making yeah. cool stuff, right? Yeah. Like every artist I, I know is like that. To like quit my job so that I can do the cool stuff. Right. Full time, right? Every like, every artist I know yeah. is like that. I don't know any artists. I mean, it would be kind of dumb to to get into art to get rich. I think it's yeah. or it's there's so many easier yeah. ways of making money. But every artist I know, it's like the only reason they want to make money. I mean, I want to make a lot of money. Like I want to make a lot of money so mm -hmm. that I can do all of this cool stuff. I don't want to make yes. a lot of money so I can get a Lamborghini or something. No. I want to get a new roof for my house. I want to paint the house because there's exposed wood everywhere. The back door has cardboard over the window. It's like, I want to fix my house up yes. and I want to do the cool stuff. Do the cool stuff. That's all I'm yeah. asking for. <laughs> It's like, and that's all any of us want. So we shouldn't feel guilty about, about no, absolutely um, not. wanting that, you know? And we're working really, really hard to get it done. Yeah. Like, and, and I think people really need to be, when they're first coming into the space, they need to realize how much work it actually is. Mm -hmm. It's a full-time job on top of like whatever else you got going on right. during the day. Right. But, like, but again, the, the, it's absolutely true. Um, but the returns are potentially mm -hmm. way like 10 times. And the, and the time that it takes is like 10 times less. Yeah. Like you could probably make, absolutely. if you worked, if I worked as hard as I did establishing my painting career, it probably would have taken me in 20 years. It would have taken me a couple years, maybe. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's that. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> yeah. that. It's that crazy. It's that. Yeah. It's hard to explain so to people. It's so fast. But um, yeah, it's, it's and so much fun. I can't complain. Exactly. It's so fun. It's just it's such a cool community to be in. And God, the art is just. Yeah, phenomenal. that's that's the other thing. It's like there's just that, that we didn't touch on. I wanted to talk about is like there's so many amazing artists. And it's like before, I I've said this before on the podcast. I thought I was like totally keyed into all the dark artists. Like I knew all mm -hmm. of them, I thought. And then I got on Twitter and got into the NFT world. It's like, there's this whole other world of people that, you know, and it's like they're, they've been working underground probably because they get hassled so much for being into NFTs. So yeah. they're like off in their own world, but there's so many amazing like Necro, like Exula. I've had him on the podcast. Oh, it's like yeah. just doing stuff that's like so amazing and so inspiring and, and people outside of this bubble don't have no idea that like a renaissance a creative renaissance is literally happening oh absolutely on twitter 100 nobody knows <laughs> who would know that twitter is going to be the place for an art boom you know i know i know i wouldn't have guessed it you know it's really funny because you know when i first started doing the art and it was just like hearts and stuff and then i started getting into more darker um artwork and i would show people at work and uh, there's this one colleague of mine she was, I was like who's gonna buy that and put it on their wall <laughs> all this and like then her office mate got one and hung it on the wall <laughs> <laughs> there's more of us than you know and we're out there more of you, than you know like you just need to be able to look at it and actually see 
and the meanings behind it like right you know I don't, I don't know about you but when I do something when I do one of those weird dark series there's always like a story behind it it's not just a weird meathead you right. know it has meaning right and that meaning gives the artwork substance I think yeah I for sure but you know yeah. uh, but uh, I will um push back in it a little bit not really a pushback but yeah <laughs> but but um even you know because stuff i do is like completely stream of consciousness and then mm -hmm. i sort of figure out the meaning after it's oh, yeah, but it's yeah. just kind of like mm -hmm. the way i work the meaning is just as real it just it's like it's like a way of um pulling it out of my subconscious because i'm not like a a, a left very left brain person you know it's mm -hmm. like it's it's or right brain yeah right brain is is no, i can never remember yeah <laughs> All I know is I'm probably both. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. I can't remember what. Yeah, it is. you definitely have one foot <laughs> yeah. in each because you know to be a, a, a forensic anthropologist, you got to be pretty damn smart. Um, but uh, yeah, so for me, it's like a cool way of being able to do that. It's like mm -hmm. a way that I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have access to these this part of my psyche without the artwork. So it's like this amazing tool to sort of you know, reflect on what's going on at your deepest level, how you mm -hmm. see the world and stuff. So, um, but yeah, the, the, so the meaning comes after the fact, but I think even just creating this, the stuff, even in, in this world today, I think creating dark art is it's is in itself kind of a statement and a meaning because yeah. you're, because there's so much, because it's not, traditional really and it's flies in the face of popular culture in a way that's mm -hmm. all about mm -hmm. beauty and presenting yourself a certain way it's it's like even if you just do it you're it's basically like kind of a middle finger to, to that sort of yeah. scene in a way yeah. so that it's 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 a statement on its own yeah. aside from the meaning that you have intentionally yeah and, and when I, mean? I got away just from like doing the gross anatomy stuff i really wanted to like pull our and for the reasons you just mentioned there's there's basically anything you see now on instagram it's all filtered nonsense yeah like nobody superficial like bullshit yeah superficial bullshit and so i really <clears> wanted <throat> to like hide like bring our internal world yeah and highlight that like this is who we are like right. our external facade it's going to change over time. That's exactly. None of that's, us look the same, but underneath we're all the same. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like meatheads. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. No, this is what we are underneath, right? Yeah, yeah. That's. I that's want a, people to be uncomfortable when they're looking at my art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's there's a that's a, a Clive Barker similar mm -hmm. to a Clive Barker quote I, I remember from the Books of Blood, which are his first short stories that Hellraiser was taken from. It's like a series of short stories. Have you yeah. ever read the Books of Blood? I think so. Probably a oh, long time ago. They're it so sounds good. familiar. They're so yeah. good. That's what he first got famous for in the, at least in the U.S. I'm not sure about elsewhere, but um, that it's like the, that's that was like the tagline. Every every person is a book of blood. Wherever you yeah. open the page, it's read or something like that. But same, oh, same kind cool. of. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> but uh, yeah, and. You know, I love all kinds of art. Yeah, I appreciate all kinds of art. I appreciate pink art. You know, like beautiful, 
girly kind of stuff. If it's like Mark Ryden, there's a lot of yes. stuff. I was just looking at his stuff. He, I got a, a an email from his mailing list and it was like, that's so cool. And it's so, it's a, to- a cartoony plush animal with pink. But he has and anatomy it, in there too. So, yeah, 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 exactly. It's true. It's yeah. true. He does have, I have, an, a, I have this book. You have this one? Can you see it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a good book. Yeah, amazing. I, I don't think I actually have that one. Oh, I, so I went. Good. Yeah, yeah. I saw a, his show. The last show he had in Pasadena was with that big painting called the Creatrix. Oh you, yeah, it was yeah. so cool to see in person. Just blew my mind. But um, and his his artwork is pretty weird. It, it's got an edge to it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. But I I guess the point I was going to make was that I appreciate all kinds of art and and I really feel like every artist should do what they feel passionate about, whether that's anime or dark art or cute stuff or whatever, big eyed girls, whatever you Mm -hmm. are into, that's your path and that's what you should do. But at the same time, I have to say, (laughs) I feel like dark art is is the most representative art of the times we live in right now. I think oh, I this, this era mm-hmm. is the era of dark art represents it better than any other style, I think. Yep, I would agree with that 100%. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like. And how are we going to ever be comfortable and realistic? with our perception of the world in which we live in if we can't allow ourselves to be uncomfortable with what that actually is right yeah right? yeah so, yeah it's it's a way it's it's in a way it's like a maybe a way of um confronting it's you know it's a way of confronting our mortality for sure but it's mm-hmm. also a way of c- confronting uh you know things that are scary and 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 reality in a weird way like it's almost like an intermediate intermediate step to interpreting and uh accepting the world that we live in in a weird way yeah you know Mm um i don't know it just feels very like this is the time this is the time for it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so while we're not like super popular and making all the money it's like we can we can say that at least about ourselves is at least we're doing something very relevant to the time although i see more more and more it becomes more popular all the time i'm that's one thing that surprised me too when i got an nfts is there's so much dark art in it yeah even from people who like kind of do regular stuff some they'll do like a dark art piece now and then which you never see in the regular world no you don't art world you know I love it. My brother enjoys it too. Sometimes he sends me pictures. He's like, can you do something like this? (laughs) (laughs) What about this? I sent him a skull once and now he's been like, oh my God, I love it. He shows me, he got it like framed and I love that on the wall. Yeah, me too. It's like, he like got me into listening to like death metal and stuff, which Uh is really cool. cool. My favorite kind of music to listen to when I'm creating. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's that's why it's 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 so important it's so um it's important it's just overlooked perspective that that is has value for humans you know it has value it's it's a value it's it's valuable for humans 
it's part of the human experience and it's been like uh ignored forever it seems like and it's like yeah people don't want to be uncomfortable right people don't want to look at something that makes them uncomfortable makes them question their own mortality or right you know but but your life i think it's the time so if any is the time you know if any point in history is the time for dark art to be seen now would be it because this is like the reality yeah that we live in yeah and 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 i feel like it um uh, hopefully you can't hear the garbage truck outside <laughs> <I> <laughs> mine was this morning I'm <laughs> just before i came on we had fire alarm testing so oh god <laughs> yeah he's right in front of my house right now hey yeah. I, I i it happens all the time i gotta reskip i, I should shouldn't be doing it on mondays but um uh what was i gonna say i completely blanked out the garbage man got me uh <laughs> uh it's okay i do this all the time on the podcast um i totally forgot uh oh it's valuable it's a it's 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 like dark art death metal whatever horror movies these things are like valuable you can they Mm -hmm. can enrich your life i think you know by confronting these things it's like you become a better person because of it and you have a like a set you a more of a i think it can give you a sense of well-being in a way when you confront these things so it's like mm-hmm. they're valuable tools that have gotten overlooked for so long so i think as dark artists that's kind of whether we're doing it for that reason or, or not you know i'm just doing mm-hmm. it because it's fun and i enjoy it yeah but, but me too. Um, <laughs> although i do like shocking people from time to time yeah well you know, <laughs> yeah, no. it's fun yeah the territory that's because you enjoy it <laughs> that's yeah. that's part of the enjoyment <laughs> but i mean it's it's also it's it's valuable it's it's some it's it's a gift in a way it's like offering people something that will make their that potentially can make their lives better as art mm-hmm. does you know for that reason yeah. that we've been talked about but i don't know well um yeah, that's. Uh, I, I guess we should wrap it up. I kept you long enough, but man, that, that was such a was fun. <laughs> fun conversation. So, so do you have any? Um, do you, do you have any like drops coming or shows coming up or anything that you want to kind of like promote or anything? No, you know, I I seem to drop quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you are yeah. you are very active. I have to say, you're very. Yeah. You come across as very busy and very active with with dropping nfts and posting new work and stuff yeah i'm well i mean i'm constantly and i have a backlog stuff too right Mm. like before i got it so you know like i'm sure you have 20 years worth of stuff that you can you know make it so i always have like a backlog of things but um yeah i don't think there's anything really too exciting coming up i'm on a new platform i have a new drop on tuesday tomorrow um, I don't know if you've seen House. Have you heard about that one? No. It's, an, it's a brand, brand new platform. So I got invited to that. And I was like, heck, I'll give it a try. What, a what is it? You What uh, is it? A Tezos? Uh, no, it's ETH. Oh, it's ETH. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So a, a new ETH platform. Yeah. I thought That's I'd give cool. it a go and see. And yeah. I know the guys that are involved in it. Max Capacity is there. DeSalter. Um, they're on there as well. So I was like, yeah, no harm in trying. Give it to go yeah that's cool trying to put out as much and i'm trying to work on a series of one-on-ones as well 
Right. So we'll see how that goes. So yeah, so you have a new series going? Yeah. Oh, you have have you shown any of them or or nope. oh nope. is it different? Um or is it in line so, with uh, it's kind of a mix between like meaty skulls and collage. That's all I can say. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So you'll see it soon enough, I'm sure. Cool. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, that's and I'm uh, always working on some collabs. So I'm always collaborating with people and I have a couple more in the works. So excellent. That'll be fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh oh, and your your Twitter name. Yes, Dehissence. I, I say again? Dehissence. Dehissence. Okay. Dehissence, yeah. It means I'm, the open wound. Yes, I made the mistake of Googling it before we came on because I wanted to see how to pronounce it. And it was very disturbing. Yes. The things that came up were very gross. Yes. Don't look at the photos. But that's such a great word. I'd never heard it before. It, it, yeah, I thought it was perfect for like it is totally my perfect. style of art. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, for the dark stuff, anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's perfect. So Dehissence is on uh, Twitter is where people can find you. And that that has your um it's D. Let me say D E H I. Wait, you you you, you spell it. <laughs> Wait, D E. I have okay. D E H I S C I N C E. No. D D E H I S C E N C E. That's that's what I said. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think I said. Yeah. It. Okay. Dehiscence art. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dehiscence art. All right. So that's where yeah. people can find you. And then your link tree yeah. is on there. It's got links to everything, I think. Your website. Everything. All, all that. Yeah. yeah. You've got a long ass link tree or link fire, whatever it is. You got I a know. lot I think, of platforms. <laughs> a I think lot I have of stuff. to like get a new one or sort it a bit more. I don't know. Maybe that's go good. pro. I don't know. It's a lot. That's it's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where people can find you and find your work i urge people to go go on twitter and instagram i think your instagram set to private though I want uh, to go yeah check. my personal instagram is private dehiscence is open but i'm really not all that active okay online. yeah i yeah. know it's like twitter's, twitter's twitter's the place that's the other thing people don't understand like people like twitter sucks i hate twitter because they're thinking yeah. of twitter from years ago when it was yeah. all this toxic politics but it's like it's for whatever maybe i'm following the right people now but it's a great platform it's so much better i, I like it so much more but um the twitter spaces are so cool oh, yeah they're so in, cool even just listen yeah yeah it's it's just so much there for for artists i just can't i can't uh say it enough but that's where go to twitter and mm -hmm. and uh check your stuff out and you will not be sorry and uh and I guess that's it. Well, thanks so much for coming on. That was amazing. Great thanks conversation. Yeah. It was a um, lot of fun. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Okay. Um, last thing you have to do is you have to say goodbye, audience, and then I'll stop. So go ahead. Okay. Goodbye, audience.